All right, welcome. I'm uh, kind of going to do things a little bit different tonight, and I'm going to give you all an update on where I'm at and uh, what I got planned for 2023. Um, I've still got a bunch of courses that we recorded, I recorded in 2022. So as a reminder, um, Tuesdays will be for 2022 courses, Thursdays will be for um, 2023 content. Um, I do plan on doing some more video work for the YouTube channel. Um, disc golfing, D-I-S-K-G-O-L-F-N. I had to spell it that way on purpose for domain reasons. We now have our own website. The website has a gallery. The website has a blog. The web website also has resources. I've got a newsletter on January in there. We've got some flower content. Uh, I want to create some specialty scorecards so people can go in and print out a hand-printed scorecard if for some weird reason they don't want to use UDisc. So, but I kept the website very simple, very basic. Um, my other, jtnorton.com, is it's kind of complex, so I'm going to scale that down as well and make that more for the motorsport stuff that I do and keep disc golfing for the disc golf content, kind of separate the two and streamline them. Um, I don't really post a lot of content um, directly to that website. Um, I'm going to focus more on the YouTube channel and on the Facebook fan page. You are fine. Um, one credit for since, uh, it of just gave me clearances and monetized that as well. So uh, if I can start bringing in some money, the idea is to take that money, roll it back around, and put it back into um, the program. So money collected on the disc golf side uh, will go directly back into. So when I sign up on an event, I try to sponsor a whole. I try to be a larger sponsor. So and so the more revenue I get, the bigger sponsorships um, we can latch onto and uh, let people know that we're here. Same thing for YouTube. When it monetizes, I want to... Right now, we do a thing on the motorsports side. Um, if you're not into drag racing, uh, when they launch, that's gauged on a reaction time. And 0 .000, it means it's a perfect reaction time, which means they're green. They got a green light, but they were dead on the light. So uh, it's what I call first to perfect. And um, when on Saturdays and Sundays at the events where I'm attending, um, this year it's Man Cup and XDA, the first racer to get 0 .000 on the reaction time gets $100 cash from the JT Norton uh, program. Uh, we've extended that to Man Cup this season because I've had a larger partnership come on, so we'll be able to do more stuff like that. Um, and again, I'm not looking to go out and buy houses and stuff like that. I want to try to just ramp this up and um, like get some new equipment, whatever it takes to make us uh, travel expenses, things like whatever it's going to take for me to get wherever it is we need to go and uh, see some new courses and get some video. And uh, of course, we'll continue to do the uh, audio podcast as well. So as far as today goes, we are <clears throat> on Thursday. It is February 9th. Uh, I got two play-by-plays done today, um, but the play-by-plays will reference a tournament this weekend, but I doubt I'm going to get them edited in time to um, have them up before the tournament because our tournament's this Saturday and this Sunday on the 11th. And uh, 
The, the 11th, yeah, because tomorrow's the 10th. So it's, I read there's a tournament on the 11th and then one on the 12th. Uh, it actually, I've got six on schedule at the moment. Um, Saturday, I picked up a few weeks ago. Um, and it is, I never can pronounce this right. I don't know why I have such a hard time with this name, but... Um, so the first play-by-play I did this morning was in Madogal, Madongal, Madog, Georgia. It's M-C-D-O-N-O-U-G-H. How the hell you want to pronounce that? Um, but it's called The Tracks, and the event is called Chillin' at the Tracks, and um, that's what we're going to be doing on Saturday. Um, let me jump over to my information tab right quick. Um so the um, chilling at the tracks. So the chilling at tracks is a C tier PDGA event. I only do sanctioned PDGA uh, events because I I want those numbers to go against my stats. So because I'm trying to beef up my stats. Um, February 11th, 2023. It will be my second event of the year because I did Jonesville a couple weeks ago. Uh, I came in third at Jonesville. Um, there wasn't a big turnout, so hold the applause um i really didn't do that well <laughs> but that's okay it was my first tournament ever so it is what it is so for this one it's chilling at the tracks we're in georgia uh c tier bdga um and it's hosted by down south disc uh they've got a cool way uh they've got a cool website facebook page and so forth um so that's what we're doing saturday well earlier this morning when i was um just having some coffee and having my morning uh, I think I was having a honey bun this morning so but anyways I always have my coffee and um, when I was looking at the um, the roster I like looking at people's stats to see who am I playing now and the people that are in my class are amateur MA50 by the way um, so I'm looking at the people in my class I go click on them and say okay some of them have been playing for quite a while. Some of them's got multiple wins, but they're all like 800 plus players. I've had one one whopping game, so I'm like below 800. So uh, I think technically I'm probably the low guy, low guy on the food chain coming up for Saturday. Um, but I was looking at one particular gentleman, <laughs> and when you go to the PEGA, if you've never been there, or you're not a member for some some reason. Um, when you go there, you can. When you go to the event roster, you can say, okay, these are the people on the roster. You can hit the name. You can see how many, it can see all their stats from whatever year it is. If they've been playing from 2001 to 2010, it breaks down each one of those years. You can click on those years and blah, blah, blah. Well, on the current status, it will tell you what events they have pending. So um, I was looking at one of the people that, one of the competitors I have, and I went in and looked at his pending events, and I noticed there was one also in Georgia. So I was like, okay, so let me pull up, see what this is. So I pulled it up. It's like 15 minutes away. It's on Sunday. So Saturday, it's chilling at the tracks is just a Saturday event. And then we have Sunday. Well, it's like 15 minutes away. So I was like, oh, cool. So I jumped in. I checked. Because a lot of the times they have a wait list. I don't, I don't do wait list. Um, so if I go into an event and there's a wait list, because the problem is some of those events, if you go into the wait list and then you never get 
accepted like somebody drops out and then you get dropped in you don't get your money back go read the fine print yourself if you don't believe me i just i was reading that tonight and it just floored me um i'm not handing you money for free sorry it doesn't work that way so i went into the event make sure i wasn't going to be on a wait list they had open slots available so i took one and uh, so that gives me so literally this morning i signed up for a second event on sunday which probably going to get rained on on that one too it's it's weather it's been raining here today so it's not supposed to get any better next couple days but uh so we got chilling at the tracks and um what did i do with my glasses oh there they are um they're readers so i'm old sorry um so chilling at the tracks is for saturday and that's at the tracks uh disc golf course that I was speaking about briefly earlier and then Winter Wonderland is the one that I've signed up for on Sunday which is February 12th JP Mosley Stockbridge Georgia uh, also C tier PDGA and uh, I think we're going to have a good time Um, now the um, so I went over to I did the tracks this morning and normally when I do a play by play um, and when you listen to the other, usually when I go do a play-by-play, I've never seen the course. I don't walk the course. I just hit record, and then we just experience the course together. Um, I'm trying to get better in my storytelling aspects so they become more interesting, so bear with me. Um, and uh, so, uh, but with the tracks, I didn't do that. It was the first course I've done where I actually walked course i walked all 18 holes i didn't carry a disc with me i didn't take my bag with me um i just it was just my phone i was i mean i activated udisc to see where the first bat t was and then i literally didn't look at it again afterwards so i walked the entire course and then i come back grabbed my cart and uh, we played so my first ever score at the tracks would be a plus three so um i would birdie number one which is 275 playing the shorts by the way um and then i would birdie 18 kind of ironic it's the first and the last um i would have five bogeys no double bogeys thank god um and a lot of these were just stupid mistakes on my part a couple missed putts um, just kind of new new course hiccups that you get when you play a course for the first time so um, so I was surprised I mean I was happy with a, I was happy with the plus three um, it's definitely better than what I used to get so I think all my practicing is working out so um, my goal for the tournament I am going to try to play the tracks again tomorrow morning if it's not raining I'm not going to do a practice game in the rain that ain't going to happen um, but I'm going to go over there in the morning and see if maybe uh, we can get a game in in the morning before the rain. I think the rain's supposed to come in later in the day. So maybe we'll be able to get a game in, in the morning. Um, I'd like to get two games in at the track. So um, I got one. I'd like to get a second. So we got a plus three. So if I go into the tournament, my goal is to do better than a plus three. Whatever it is, it is. So um, I know I could play the course better. I mean, it's that I know I can do. I played the shorts because I think that's probably what they're going to run us on, um, being the amateurs. Um, now, with that other course I picked up, that's J.P. Mosley. So when I got done at the tracks, 
Um, I stopped, got something to eat, bolted over there, and I played the game. And um, J.P. Mosley, what surprised me is these are the short pads. Keep in mind, short pads. So we're on the short pads. The opening hole is 529 feet. So, and then it kind of settles in and you're in like the 200, what, let's see, 180 to 250 range. And you stay that way till about eight, to hole eight. Um, eight jumps up to 663 feet. So nine is 799 feet. This is the short pads, okay? Um, then you kind of turn normal after that. Then it jumps back up to 677 on 13, which was a bastard. I, I, I penalty that one both times. I went over the fence, um, ended up in the mud. Um, and then you're pretty much back to the like 260s to 320s after that. So, well, 250s, 250 to 312 pretty much after that. So even though it's a short, because I played the original OG Blues, I'm assuming that's what we're going to play on Sunday. But I got a feel for the course. So that was really the main main thing. I did do a play-by-play on the plus seven. I would end up with a plus seven, by the way, because I got no birdies on my first game at J.P. Mosley. Um, but it was all bogeys. I got no double bogeys, which is good. If I get a double bogey, it's usually because I've done done something pretty stupid, um, which happens. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a rarity. It happens, but fortunately, it didn't happen today. So um, a lot of the mistakes I made, I should be able to correct for it. Um, so I did a play-by-play of Mosley, but I did not do a walkthrough. So when I do get that one loaded, um, we will be experiencing that one for the first time. But when I do these edits, really what I'm doing with the edits is uh, to try to keep the time down for you guys and girls is... If I got a lot of open space or a lot of walking, what I can do is I can trim it out. Now it may only seem like, like if I'm if I make a throw and then I'm walking, I'm not really saying that much. I'll cut that open air out. Now it, that second, three, four, five seconds may not seem like a lot, but when you go through and clip it all out of a 45 minute or an hour, or 10 minute, then I can get it back down to about an hour. So, and ideally, that seems to work. Um, I was going to go in and just take like one of the one or two of the best holes and one or two of the uh, worst holes, and then clip it in, and then um, do that with the back nine. Grab two good holes and two bad holes, and just play those and clip everything down to fifteen minutes. But that's too much of a pain in the ass. So, I'm just going to go in and chop the gaps, chop any open air so to speak and then try to try to keep it at about an hour and if y'all want to listen you listen hopefully you find it entertaining we're going to have guest speakers on and stuff like that so if you don't like to play by plays i'm going to try to give some other interesting content for us so we'll see how that goes um in the first um game i wasn't going to uh i make a comment too that i wasn't going to play a second game um, so I went back to my car, um, got some water, was sitting there chilling, answering some emails, doing some doing some remote work, and um, tied myself up to about 3.30 and then finally wrapped up. And then I was looking around, I was like, well, let's do nine holes because I need to get a feel for it. We can do some practice shots. More of a pra- I didn't even take my phone with me for the second game. Um, it was all just 
we, we went old school. And um, I made my first throw, which was my scoring throw. And then if I needed to try a, a couple discs, I did. Um, I um, realized that if I, uh, on the second game, I changed my mindset and went back to my practice mode. I uh, focused heavily on my judges. Um, and then I was practicing with my judges, doing what I call power drives with my judges, which uh, a power drive for me is, it, it's, it's a controlled short drive uh, designed to target and to, to shoot within a window so that when you're shooting to a heavily forested area, you can, you can power drive it and get distance out of it. Now, what the practice mode was when I first got the idea to do this is when I was researching the tracks because they said it had lots of woods and tight fairways, which really isn't that accurate. They're pretty big fairways um, once I got out here anyways. So what I did is at DeBerry last weekend, I lined up on number one and I used basket, short tee basket on one on the alpha course. And I accepted 10 feet to the left, 10 feet to the right with the basket being the center. My goal was to drive the judge into that window and then get that judge to go left once it passed the basket. I didn't care if it went in the basket. I didn't care if it went below the basket, next to the basket, across the basket, whatever. I just needed it to pass the basket. And then if it was going to drop left, that's okay. But I wanted minimal droplets, but I didn't want it to go into the tree line behind it. So what I'm doing is the basket was at the 189 foot mark. So I wanted it 189. It's basically at 190 to 220 is where I wanted the disc to stop and drop. And I finally got control of it, and I even racked the basket a couple. I hit the band twice. I hit the basket twice. I hit the base pole four times, and I chained out once towards the end. I actually hit the chains, and it hit the pole so hard it bounced the judge straight back out at me. So, um, so I got the results I wanted. Well, coming into the second J.P. Mosley game, I went back to that mindset. It's like, okay, this is what you were practicing. You were, I'm telling myself this. You weren't doing what you're practicing. You're training yourself. You need to do what you're training yourself to do. So that's what I did when I went into the second game of Mosley. It's like, okay, these if it's if it's 180 to 220, I'm using a judge. Everything else stays in the bag. I went back to it. And I tell you, I was hammering away on them pars, which is good. That's what I want. And uh, I was just racking them up, two racked one. I mean, and I'm talking easy pars. I mean, a couple of the discs shot past the basket. One went over there. Two of them went under the basket on, not on number one. Number one's 520 feet. I'm not opening a drive with, of, if you're 500 plus feet, I'm not opening a drive with a judge. Just, that ain't happening. But anyways, from two, so when I went over to two, I crossed the back of the basket, overshot it. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Let me look at. So I got um, second game. So on two, which is 189 feet, I overshot the basket by probably five or six feet, and I went past it. Number three. Um, I was short of the basket, about five feet, made for an easy, um, <clears throat> or 
what I do on three. So, yeah, three was a good, solid, straight line, but a crappy putt, so I ended up with par. Um, four was 181. I overthrew four bad. Um, I overthrew it by a good 30 feet. Um, and then I was trying to putt through some trees, and I missed, and so I ended up with a par. Um, number five, uh, overshot on number five. Um, I undershot a little bit on six, but it was in line, so I was happy with it. Um, so from two to seven, I used judges. I didn't touch my leopards or anything else. So two is 189, three is 295, four is 181, five is 210, six is 251, seven is 231. All of those I threw judges on. So I didn't throw anything else but a judge. And they all did what I wanted them to do. So, and again, when I'm shooting um, for what I'm doing here, par, par, par is what I'm after. Because my, my mindset is I would rather, <clears throat> me and another player were talking about this uh, the other the, earlier in the week. What I want to do, I would rather throw par and have control of the game than throw good kind of mix uh, instead of and throw like if you throw good throw bad get a couple lucky shots get a couple lucky birdies and you end up with a negative three to me that's if i get the negative three that's not a good game because a lot of that is luck but if i can control the entire game and throw par if it's a controlled par that's great because if i can do that if i can control everything as much as i can the breaks the lucky breaks are going to come my way and it showed up um, in game two um, when I started um, when I started burying towards the end. So, um, sorry, it's raining. You're probably going to hear the tapping. Um, <clears throat> so that's my mindset, anyways. I'm trying to get control of my game so I can control it and have the skill to put myself in a position where I can start capitalizing and uh, and be more aggressive. Because if I can control it, put things where I want to go, then I can be aggressive when I need to, and the negative scores are going to fall in place. So, uh, And I had some success today. I mean, I'm seeing some progress. It's uh, coming around. My confidence is building, and uh, I'm looking forward to um, our tournaments. So uh, I got... A tournament Saturday, I got a tournament Sunday, and then I've got a week off, and then I have another tournament in North Florida next um, Saturday, and uh, then I'll have a week off, I'll still do practicing and stuff, and then I've got a three-day tournament in Coco, uh, and that's the Florida Masters Classic, I'm really looking forward to that, that's my first multi-day event, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, that'll be cool. But I was giving you all an update, like, you know, I got two play-by-plays done for uh, 2023. Um, so we've added the tracks to the courses I've got done. We've added um, J.P. Mosley. I got the Green Gauntlet done in 2023 as well. That's a Florida-based course. That's a beautiful course as well. I got a video up on hole one of uh, disc golfing um, on the YouTube site. So uh, <clears throat> it was a good day of disc golf. I feel good. I still need a shower. I haven't got around to it. I got something to eat, so I'm going to have to get a shower. But I wanted to get this done, give you all an update, because I got the play-by-plays done, but I haven't gotten them edited, so I can get them up for you. So um, that's where we're at. 
and I will come back and I will give you an update once the tournaments are done, let you know how I did. Did I suck? Did I do good? Fingers crossed that I do well and I do better than the games I did today. As always, this is JT. I appreciate y'all listening. Give a big shout out to Platinum General Services and Hollywood Racing Productions. They are my partners for 2023 and their support is going to allow us to see a lot of cool places. If y'all would like to support the channel, um, if you want to throw some money my way, I'm not going to turn it down. If you want to partner and get added to the podcast or added to the YouTube site or added to the websites or social media postings, um, please reach out to me. Um, and uh, you can reach out to me at, at jake35mm at hotmail.com. So it's J-A-K-E-D-3-5-M-M-2-M's like mom at Hotmail. Or you can just hit me up on PayPal or uh, Cash App. Send me an email. I'll give you the info. And uh, again, all the proceeds will go back into sponsoring holes so we can get coverage for the podcast. Um, it allow us to do ad post, ad boost, um, uh, kick stuff back to the players, give away shirts, give away decals, things things that's going to really just um, hopefully uh, help the sport, help the people, and hopefully have some fun. And uh, we will definitely have fun. There's no doubt about that. Love you guys. Love you gals. This is JT. Good game, bad game. Good throw, bad throw. doesn't matter. We're playing disc golf. I will talk to you soon. Thank you very much.